Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to give a shout out to... Um, the Wicked Horror Show podcast. Uh, <laughs> thanks, guys. I appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, Tony, Kevin, it was awesome. Love to do it again. If y'all ever need filler episode or anything, you got nobody else, more than happy to step in and fill two hours for you if you need it. <laughs> yeah, if you want to check it out, you can go to the YouTube. I have a playlist full of interviews, and it's on there. So go check it out. Oh, that's awesome. It's on ours, too. Well, I, I started a playlist because when we're on other people's podcasts, it's on a playlist of things we've been on. That way those podcasts can get their little shout out to. That's what's up. From our page. So yeah, go check it out. It was a fun episode. Fun to listen to. Yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't there. It was just Nick. So yeah, I had a good, I had a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, yeah. Uh, thanks again, guys. Appreciate y'all. Yeah. Thanks uh, for the podcast shout out. And uh, today's episode, we are following the uh, lesser known movies from popular directors yeah this is definitely a great pick um (laughs) it is following by christopher nolan his first film it is um black and white Mm -hmm. um very simple movie you know what i got a lot of this is not a simple movie no no no. i'm saying um simple to make i feel like like i don't feel like the budget for this could have been much okay uh it's a fun fact about the budget i'm glad you brought that up Mm. i won't guess the budget i'm gonna say 50 grand. This movie holds the cheapest movie ever having a theatrical release. So how much? $6,000. That's what I'm fucking talking about, bro. Yeah. See what I'm saying? And that's why Nolan is the fucking director <laughs> of the Dark Knight right there, bro. Because they gave him a fucking truckload of money for that. And he didn't waste a single penny of it. Okay. I got to give credit where credit's due. This movie came out in 1998. Mm. When did the Dark Knight come out? 2008 10 years and think about the movies he did in that timeline i mean dude's got fucking skills man he, he he's a very talented man i'll say this there's not many movies that he's directed that are just like bad you yeah, know what i mean right. like they may not be my cup of tea mm-hmm. like i don't think interstellar is a bad movie but it's just not it's like, not made for you yeah. i don't like tenet i was talking to somebody I else still haven't seen it i've tried three times to watch tenet Mm. I get about halfway through and I have to turn it off because that movie is not for me. That's crazy. That is for other people. <laughs> but I mean, he's got movies that are like attached to my heartstrings too. I mean, Batman. All three of them. Right. Are masterpieces. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason we have all three of them looking at us when we do these. <laughs> you know, I'm glad we didn't even have to discuss it. That was just in there. Yeah. We, we didn't even have to talk about it at the table. <laughs> um, the. uh Inception. I mean, mm-hmm. I know you don't love it, but I fucking think it's awesome. I don't hate it, though. I like it for what it is, I, but I, mean, I think it's a little overhyped. But, you know, that's just my personal opinion. It's just because Memento of, is just, a fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this like is I Memento said, 1.0. I, is, I, I can appreciate <laughs> it, but like I like this more than I like Memento. Really? If I'm being honest. That's surprising. Like, I do. I, I loved it the simpleness of the story mm-hmm. honestly like you say it's like not it's, it's just the way he told it was complicated but it is a pretty simple story when you break gave it down his, i feel like he gave his best like tarantino try you know what i'm saying <laughs> like just telling it from all fucking parts of the story mm-hmm. which uh you know it's not like you couldn't figure it out as it's going but and feel- it's such a smooth fucking runtime dude yeah like i obviously six grand like you know that's probably all he could have to film 
but like well it's only 70 minutes that's what i'm saying like yeah. i mean you want to talk about not a wasted frame like just getting your story out mm-hmm. like i mean that's just fucking you know what i mean well let's get into it what is this what is following about it's actually a, it's it's a really kind of like a fascinating subject in general but kind of creepy as fuck at the same time mm-hmm. is people watching yeah, we all do thinking, it, there right? was, there's like, a lot of creepy things in this movie well i'm just saying as far as like you know people watching like when you look at people and you just think like hey what's their story you mm-hmm. know what i mean like we're all guilty of it i feel like i do it you know me and my wife will make jokes like if i see somebody that i feel like is goofy or doing something funny i'll just like make up a voice and like you know like a name like i'm fucking jim bob and like you know whatever and you know we we have a laugh about it but like this dude takes it a step further mm-hmm. like instead of just imagining what this person's life's like this motherfucker went to find out in first person (laughs) and he hides it behind this thin veil of like well i'm not really being creepy i'm i'm doing doing it it for his book exactly i'm being a writer i'm I'm doing research (laughs) for my book you know what i just realized right now just in talking about this like Mm. why like if he was writing about all the shit that he was doing like why didn't he give that to the cops Mm. because that's that's evidence man that's testimony not really. Well, I mean, it's, it's still his word. I mean, I get that, but like it gives a little bit more, I don't know, uh, perspective to like his side of it mm. because he's not going to be like, it would have explained him and Cobb's relationship. You always more. do this. You always jump to the end of the fucking movie. I'm sorry. I can't help it, dude. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but like it just was like an epiphany right there. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So this guy, he's, he's he starts like following people like to work, to the restaurants, like to the park. Right. He gets and, this addiction to like follow people. He says he's doing it for research, but really it's just people watching. It's just really being yeah. curious about people, which I get. I've We've right. all been there. Yeah. But I mean, I, he took it to a step that I, I wouldn't do. Oh, yeah. It's a creep. Um, You're stalking people. Exactly. And not only that, but like it's in a bigger city. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of places that people walk and stuff like it would be a lot harder for you to follow somebody like where we live. You know what I mean? Because right. they would know you're behind them and the car. Or, oh, they would definitely. Or oh, yeah. We live in a shady place that like if a car takes too many turns that I do, I get sus as fuck. <laughs> people bust three rights just yeah. to see if you're following them in that <laughs> circle. Yeah, and, exactly. And then they drive to the police station. Um, Fun fact. I actually used to do that. Drive to the police station? No, no, no. I was um, back. I like driving. Like, I enjoy driving. There have been times that I get in my car and I drive an hour out of the way and I drive back home. It's something I like to do. I don't do it much anymore, but I used to do it a lot. Um, now that you have a car that it would be like dope to do that in, you don't do well, it anymore. I'm too fucking tired. I'm just old and like, that makes sense. and gas is expensive as fuck. So that's true too. But no, I used to like if I was out and about and there wasn't any like place I was going. I would kind of get behind somebody and kind of follow them for a while just to see where they're going. Oh. I would only follow them for like a few turns and stuff. It wasn't like I it's didn't follow you, them to her house. It's good thing you learned to knock that shit off because yeah, right. that's a surefire way to get shot nowadays. It's 100%. If you follow me more than three blocks, I'm going to put two through your fucking windshield <laughs> and worry about it later. No questions. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask mean, questions after. Yeah, just like, you know. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> Fucking car's on fire, bro. I've been trying to wave you down. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, yeah. So um, he starts following this uh, one, uh, like a younger, um, he looks like a businessman. Right. He has young. a briefcase and everything. Right. Which, and, uh, first pet peeve of the movie. So, I mean, obviously this guy plays an important role in the movie. He actually sees He's one of my favorite parts. Oh, yeah. He's great. 
Uh, but uh, he notices he's following him and he confronts him and, you know, all the stuff happens. I'm just mm-hmm. going to tell my pet peeve of the movie. Like, it was very coincidental that he happened to be the guy that he's following. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I feel like that's the thing about it. Like, he thought he was the one watching, but really he was being watched himself. Right. But he still followed this guy. And I this, mean, this, this, this specific guy. That last scene with him before the last shot, it really made me like, before I just thought he was just like a smooth fucking hustling, Mm -hmm. you know, scheming motherfucker. But like at the end of the movie, it made me think like, well, he must be more important than that because the boss, maybe he's that right hand man. Maybe he is that dude. Mm-hmm. And I realized I didn't think and about then, this till after we watched the movie, and I'm like, I, I gave him a gangster movie, like, and I didn't yeah, even realize it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it was a six thousand dollar dude. I mean, it, I, I got really inspired watching this fucking movie, Did man. You? Like, it made me want to write a fucking screenplay. I was like, look, anybody can do it, man. Yep, six thousand dollars. It's like, and, and I thought I'd hate the black and white, but it really is. It reminded me of Clerks, man. It just made me like, you don't have to have color for it to be good. You know, music reminded me of Pie. Yeah. It really gave me the pie nostalgia. I feel like the black and white. I feel like his one of his friends' little brothers made that whole thing, yeah, <laughs> in his basement and was yeah, like, yeah. "Hey, Chris, I got this for you." He actually <laughs> stayed with him as a sound guy for oh, his movies. Yeah, yeah, he did the music for a lot of his movies. Hey, Danny, get, <laughs> throw him a bone. You know, have him go get coffee or whatever. Right. I'm play a symbol or something. <laughs> <laughs> Or no, he didn't. Uh, he didn't do that. It was Hans Zimmer. That's what I'm thinking of, wasn't it? Yeah. Hans Zimmer did all the Dark Knights. Yes, yes, yeah, he did. So I thought, yeah, Hans, come on, man, just he's a friend of mine. And he's doing. Uh, and he did Dune. Hans Zimmer is seriously goat. Him, John Williams. There's a couple of them. Oh yeah. And the guy that uh, always does Tim Burton movies. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think, I can't of, his think of his name, name either. Right but yeah. anyway, so. So he goes to um, he goes to a diner and he's like sitting at a table watching this guy. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you've been following this dude all fucking morning. And then you sit two tables from him and then you just fucking stare him down pretty much. Yeah. Like, did you think that he wasn't going to notice that eventually? Right. You know, that, like I said at the beginning, it kind of threw me off. Like, I was like, all right, well, you know, plot movement, I guess. But, you know, later on in the movie, it made more sense to me. Yeah, um, whenever he got up to like confront him, I got nervous for him. Like dude, I got a serious like panic att- or not a serious panic attack, but I got the anxiety from it. That's what I was going to say, man. Like he did a really good job of building tension in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um and did it with next to nothing and yeah. like that is what I'm saying I would say would kind of like kill Black and White like that part where the dude sneaks up on him. Mm. Like it's cool like cuz he's you in the shadows. Exactly, but yeah. like it's just some random fucking character. Yeah. No, well, it's the, it's the, the muscle. Right. Well, yeah. Like you not, find out yeah. after the fact, but at, when it's happening, you're like, is that, is that Cobb or is that, yeah. you know, you're not sure. Kind of wanted it to be Cobb. Yeah. I thought it was. But, uh, so anyways, he goes, uh, Cobb confronts him and he's like, you've been following me all morning. Why? And I like this dude just because he's a suave motherfucker. And mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen him in other stuff now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been in a few things. Um, but he's, yeah, he's he's a smooth operator, dude. And he's like, he's like, tell me why you're following me. And he's like, and I'll tell you what I'm what I'm. He's like, you want to know what's in my briefcase? I lied. And following is literally. 
this guy's been in. Really? I was thinking of the other guy, the the one that's following everybody. He's been in a few things. He was in Tenet. He, he's been in the Batman movies. And must then have the, played like a random thug yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the blonde lady. It's literally, the shared name is literally in the movie The Blonde. Mm-hmm. As the blonde. Lucy. She was Lucy sexy. Russell. She was sexy. I liked it. Yeah. Um, but she yeah. had kind of like an old school sexy to her, like well, a like a noir. You know what I mean? Well, there's a. Uh, it's supposed to play into the character. I don't know yeah. if you noticed it. He had Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pictures in his room, so she was actually dressed up like Marilyn Monroe because that's the girl that the girl of his dreams. Essentially, that's what it alludes to. Yeah, like I said, at the end of the movie, it really does, like, you, you get the fact that, like, they played this dude like a fucking fiddle. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. And he was just some random dude, too. That's the worst part. But, yeah, I mean, but at the same time, it's like, did you feel bad for him? Because, I mean, he wasn't exactly doing right. I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't hurting he, anybody yet. At least but. he had rules. Like, he doesn't follow girls at night. He doesn't follow people to their house. He had like little rules that he had to following. So except for with the blonde. Yeah. He broke his rules with the blonde, but. And then when he breaks one rule. He breaks them he, all. Exactly. Um, so anyways, Cobb uh, pretty much tells him he's a burglar. Mm-hmm. He breaks into people's houses during the day when they're at work. Yeah. Cause he has the bag. He's like, look through the bag and it has a bunch of old CDs. He's like, why do you have CDs? It's kind of untraceable. Easy to sell. Yeah. Yeah. Like little jewelry and you know, you know, uh, like little boxes of like, you know, personal mementos. And he's like, why did you take like personal shit from them? He's like, is everybody has a box that do you, do you have a box? Um, it doesn't have to be a box. It's right. Um, it's, it's a, I'm trying to think like, I mean, I have like a, you know, I have like a little mini safe with like my kids and mine birth certificates and no, that's not what I'm talking about. Of like dirty shit. Like I don't have any skeletons anymore. Like I've been, I've been an inside animal. Okay. Like, so you don't have like old movie stubs with like old oh, yeah, letters yeah, yeah. from X. I don't know. Fuck. No, not letters or nothing like that. I'm just I, giving examples right. of like, like, oh, yeah, okay. So like, example, I have a drawer beside my bed and I have drawings that me and the wife made each other when we like first got together. I have stuff from, uh, the Renaissance festival. I have, Ticket stubs, movie stubs from stuff. Like, it's just random shit that I acquired and I kind of threw in this drawer. Well, I'm the collector, bro. I got all that shit everywhere. Like, I even have yeah, my wife. Yeah, just walk into my, 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 my box is my whole house, pretty says much. Nick. Yeah, pretty much. Like, um, <laughs> my wife even has the pregnancy test from both kids, bro. Really? Yeah, like, mm. she saved everything. Mm. First locks of hair, first. See, know. that weirds me the fuck out, because my mother did the same thing. The locks of hair, the teeth, the... Nope. She used to, I think we had the teeth, but I think she's lost them over time. But like, <laughs> I might've thrown them out. Who knows? Um, I mean, it's, it, it's mothers, bro. So I don't, you know what I mean? Like I'm not a mother. Yeah. So I'm not going to try to, like, it is your stay. Yeah. That. It is your child. I guess the thing that came out of you. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that my wife loves my kids more than me, but she carried them. So they have a connection to them. They have a bond that you will never have with your kids. Exactly. And I mean, I'm in my children's life just as much as any other dad. And uh, like I said, my kids love us both. But like I said, like their mother, like I'm not going to try to act like I understand that love. Right. I was just curious if like, 
if everyone has a box. Like, I know they say everyone has a box, but do they really? Like, I know I have one, but I'm a... I feel like there's an exception to everything, mm-hmm. you know, but... Obviously, um, there's somebody out there that has nothing. Right. They were an orphan or, you know, they've been in a fucking institution or something. Well, like, it doesn't even have to be from your childhood. It could be from, like, your teens or your early youth. It's just stuff you acquire that just means something to you. Right. Sentimental value. Right. And I have shit tons of sentimental value all mm-hmm. over my house. Like your Batman collection is not sentimental. No, no. And that's what I'm saying. Like, don't get me wrong. Like if something happened to my like collectibles, of course I'm going to be fucking upset. But like there's art that my grandfather did. That's there. Like if that came, mm-hmm. if that got destroyed, that would hurt my soul Yeah, way more than any of that shit. You right. know what I mean? Not the money or any of that, but like you can get all that again. So if the house is on fire, you're going for the, the clown. That'd probably be the last piece of art to grab just because like... That'd be the first one I'd grab. I mean, no, because there's a couple others I love, man. Like, mm-hmm. I have to get them. Well, then you should love the clown more. I, I do like the clown, but they don't let me hang the clown anywhere. He's in the closet right now. I feel like you just need to take head of your household and put it where the fuck you want to put it. Oh, I thought about that, but then it's like the words of the... Why is Ron White? This dick ain't going to suck itself, Greg. So <laughs> sometimes you got to play ball. You know anyway, we're drinking. So let's talk about this fucking movie. We're yes. like off on a huge tangent. True story. <laughs> well, this movie's not long, bro. So I feel like if we go to re- we go too hard, like we're going to be there. I feel like it's pretty, pretty, you know, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to dig through. A lot of layers. Yeah. Um. So he goes on and he goes on with, um, Cobb on a couple burglars mm-hmm. and then he gives Cobb he, he lets Cobb rob him or try to rob him yeah he takes him to his house but uh why do you think he does this why do you think he makes him go to his house to look through his stuff see uh kind of like get to know him better I figured you think so that's what I thought like just to like because like I said he thought that he was the one in control mm-hmm. like he thought he's the one that started the uh the relationship you know and then he got interested because that guy was dangerous he was doing shit that like everybody kind of wishes that they could do mm-hmm. you know the guy was just robbing you know i mean yeah. obviously that's bad and you shouldn't he doesn't take stuff though he just goes through people's stuff he's like you can take things if you want but that's not the point right it's it's to get a look into someone's life that they would don't otherwise don't want you to see well, dude, he stole credit cards. Like, he I stole mean, shit. I mean, like, yeah, he did steal shit, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, the the whole purpose of going through somebody's stuff is to... He, I feel like he was at that point where, like, he's where old boy would have led up to eventually, and I think that's why he went with him so much, because he saw a lot of himself in him. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, man, I'm just like this dude Cobb, you know? Yeah, like, that is true. You have that camaraderie. Like, when you see somebody... Like, um, Cobb is taking it to another level, but like you said, he's probably going to progress to this mm-hmm. anyway without Cobb. So, right. and I think that that's why he, he, he brought him in close because he wanted to see what it was, what, and that's why he took him to his house because he was like, oh, this poor fuck is living in squalor. He's like, there's nothing worth taking in this fucking dump. Well, like, I feel like he just wanted to be justified, like. He was talking about the books he had and the music he had. He's like, it's good music, though, isn't it? Like, he, he just wanted someone to be like, oh, this guy's really like deep and he's an artist, you know, stuff like that. Kind of like me. <laughs> but he kind of, but, but oh boy, like, 
kind of went because he knows it's his, so he kind of like trashes it, which is pretty mean. Need a new sheet. This guy needs a new sheet today. <laughs> and then later on, he's like, with when he's talking to old girl, he's really shitting on him. Yeah. What a fucking sap <laughs> hook, line, and sinker. Right. So he, uh, so he does. They rob, they rob a lady's house and then another, the next day they're going to rob another lady's house and she comes home mm-hmm. with her lover. Yeah. Not her boyfriend, not her right. husband, her lover. The one that she's having an affair with. So mm-hmm. they just act like they're fucking people looking at. Yeah. They're the like apartment. realtors and stuff. Some. And uh, she's like, we're not selling this place. And he's like, oh, well, then we'll have to call so-and-so. And And then they just kind of scurry out the door. Yeah. Pretty smart. Pretty smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, Cobb's a smooth operator. He's been in the game for a minute. That's what I was getting. Right. Um, So, you know, of course, old boy is just getting his feet wet. He starts freaking the fuck out. They're going to know who we are. They're going to report us to the police. And he's like, chill the fuck out, man. Who wouldn't though? Like, yeah, if I was I mean, in that situation. Cause he's a normal person. Like, you know, <laughs> you know that you just did some illegal fucking shit. Like, <laughs> but then after that, he takes them to the, uh, blonde's house and starts going through there. Uh, I know this movie is like all out of order and there's no way me and Nick are going to be able to follow the way it's out of order. So we're just going to do it chronologically in our heads how it makes sense so i just wanted to put that for us because this this movie is basically a puzzle piece a puzzle and you're just and christopher nolan's just slowly putting the pieces together letting you slowly see the picture until it's done so it's it's kind of his forte it's like what he does but that's what's so crazy bro like it has so much detail so much packed in and it's 70 minutes yeah think about that and at like a bare minimum which couldn't tell you the last time I went to the movies and saw an hour and a half movie. Mm-hmm. It's always at least hour 45. Well, this is essentially like a short film, but longer, you know? Right. Well, I mean, it's his first thing. And like I said, I don't know if the money is what made it or he was just like, look, there ain't no fat. Let's let's it's just, just a story. Let's just put it out there. Christopher Nolan is essentially a genius when it comes to like concepts. He really is at good at putting these like puzzle pieces together he is a genius when it comes to that i just wish he was a better storyteller what was after this memento memento yes basically memento is kind of like this movie but just polished better a little bit more of a i love memento so i watched memento way back in the day and i didn't this is back before like i really looked at directors i just like i like that movie Mm -hmm. i didn't really think about who directed it who wrote it stuff like that so i loved christopher nolan before i knew i liked christopher nolan but yeah i watched memento and it blew me away because the storytelling was just so like mind-boggling yeah uh and like i said man guy pierce very underrated yes um, but I kind of, like you said, like he took this and it was kind of like when he did Memento, they gave him the budget that he should have had for this. I feel like Memento, that story, it kind of makes sense for that, the broken up story mm-hmm. for this. Like he could have done this chronologically and I think it still would have made sense. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, one of the movies that came out recently called a uh, bird box. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, you know how they do the same thing out of chrono. That movie does not need to be out of order. Right. Put that movie in order, and it makes it it flows better. I hate that they put it out of order. I think they did it as like a gimmick. 
It was kind of like a hot thing for a while. Yeah, because everyone's like, oh, Bird Box so good. But it's only because of that gimmick of the the way they told the story, which they could have made that chronological story and it would have no. flowed perfectly. Sandy sold that fucking movie. I dude. didn't like Bird Box. I didn't think it was the greatest movie, but like, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Like, that's the closest I've come to giving up hope in a movie. Like... I needed her and them fucking kids to make it somewhere safe. Did you see her, her other movie that she did recently? Uh, the one with Channing Tatum? No, 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 not that one. Uh, she was a ex-convict. I don't think so. Oh my God, you need to watch that one. Okay. That is a good fucking movie. I can't think of it right now, but it is good. It's on Netflix. She always has like a movie like that's like a hidden gem. This is her like best performance in my opinion. Have you ever seen 28 Days? No. It's where she plays a lady in rehab, an alcoholic. Oh, really? It's pretty good. I'll have to check that one out. Because Viggo Mortensen's in it. Oh, yeah? He plays a baseball player that's like a cokehead and shit. Oh, that's pretty and funny. Like everybody in the rehab's like a big name. I'll definitely check that out. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um. But anyway. Yeah. So the chronological, like breaking it up, I mean, it works, but it doesn't have to be that way. It's just kind of what Christopher Nolan does. I kind of feel like it keeps you interested, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely like, does. Even if you're not like really sold on the story to that point, at least doing it like that makes people have to at least. Well, well that's what he well, said. Fuck, now nah, I gotta, now nah, I gotta see what's going on. Like, yeah, nah, I gotta at least finish it. That's what but, he said. It's like he's trying to keep people's attention. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it. Like I no, said, I don't I, mind and it. I just... think that's why I've loved Tarantino as much as I have because he just does what the fuck he wants. Yeah, he doesn't do it as much anymore. But like Pulp Fiction, man. Reservoir Dogs, like his first couple movies, mm-hmm. he lived in that shit. Yeah, he was known for that. Right. Um, fucking Glorious Bastards, bro. When he brought that back. And like, I gotta be honest with you, that's probably like the one movie of his that I hated the first after the first time I watched it. I did too. But now it's like one of my favorites he's done. I need to get rid of it. We're going to talk about Quentin Tarantino on every podcast, aren't we? Dude, I mean, he's just, he's that guy. <laughs> it's like Scorsese. I could talk about Martin Scorsese forever, yeah. dude. Yeah, but... Anyways, Christopher Dolan, the following, yeah. or not the following, following. <laughs> um, so Cobb, okay, he meets a lady at the bar, the blonde. He meets the blonde at the bar, and she is like a, like a piece of eye candy for this local gangster who owns this club, and he's like, comes I thought over. they were like an ex. Well, that's what she says, but like, he was, you know, he was still hitting that shit. Like, oh, true, yeah. Um. I took notes and uh, <laughs> a pretty funny note. I said, uh, what if he wasn't attracted to the girl? And then I was like, never mind. Guys are dumb <laughs> and fall for women easily, especially that kind of character or uh, his kind of character. Well, here's my thing that kind of threw me off. Like this fucking guy has been like a loner outcast mm-hmm. following people. Literally, like that's how fucking hard up he is. He's for- kind of a sad person, right? He's that's how sad he is for like human interaction. Um, but then he just gets like the fucking, you know, balls the size of watermelons, dude. And just walks up this woman. Yeah. This hot ass blonde lady. And like, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Right. Who's clearly like, you know, like you said, that connection to Marilyn Monroe, like all of a sudden he's a pickup master. Like, right. Like he's smooth as fuck. dude. I was just like, where the fuck has this guy been for the first (laughs) 20 minutes? Like, yeah, you did a complete 180. This went from like a uh, like a guy that was uh, almost a school shooter to like now he's just like the life of the fucking party. Yeah, he's. <laughs> and then I thought about that too. Uh, maybe it was because he had been hanging out with Cobb, and like I said, Cobb Got is such confidence. a smooth. 
that's where he picked it up from. Maybe. Like he was just doing his best impersonation of Kyle. But my whole thing is like this lady plays a specific part in this in this story. Like they're really rolling the dice of him being that attracted to her. That's why they doll her up like Marilyn right. Monroe because in well, his like apartment. I said, that's the genius of it. At the end, it lets you know that like that's why she did that. That's <laughs> why because they were trying to set this fucking poor sap up, you know. Yeah. So, anyways, he starts bullshitting with her, and she's like, "Look, I can't talk to you here. Like, meet me outside or whatever." So, he goes to her house. They have a drink and all that, right? And then um, it goes back. By the way, I'm annoyed at how much he asked her about her fucking ex boyfriend. Well, it was the, just a little thing that got, that I picked up on. Like all he he's like drilling her about the ex boyfriend. Well, he like won't let that. Shit his go. justification for all that is I'm a writer. Yeah, I guess. But and I mean, you see him typing on the motherfucker the whole time. I'm just saying, if a guy's trying to pick me up and he won't let my ex go, like. You're going to have to kick rocks because that's not what I want to talk about. Well, we know you're easy, so we know it's not going to take much to get you in the car. Right. Just don't talk about my ex and we're good. Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think he, you know, obviously has the crush on her or whatever. And it cuts back to uh, him and Cobb, Robin Moore. Right. And uh, he... um, I think he calls him and he's like, hey, uh, I'm going to go and fence that lady's stuff. I found a guy. Do you want to, uh, I'm going to give you some money for like, you know, showing me how to do this and everything else. Or no, I skipped over the, like when they're eating. They're like eating out and it's like this really nice restaurant. And Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) he's like, hey man, I got you something. It's a credit card. Like you could be this fucking guy. D Lloyd. Right. And he's like. He's like, what do I owe you? He's like, don't worry about it. He's like, it's it's for you, you know? Yeah. He's like, now you know what it, it feels like to pay for something. Right. It's a cold ass line. I, it really is. Cause he's like, I just wanted you to have the satisfaction that I offered for you to pay. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that's like the nicest way to like call somebody a broke motherfucker. It is the most backhanded compliment I've ever heard. I'm going to do that the next time I'm at dinner and somebody's out like they got alligator arms. I'm just like, don't worry. I just wanted you to have the satisfaction of knowing that you could have paid. What, what, what did you say? Alligator arms? Yeah. You ain't never seen that. I've never heard of that. Oh yeah. That's a super old expression. Like I've never heard that. Yeah. Everybody, the check comes, everybody got alligator arms because alligators have tiny yeah, arms. Yeah, yeah. I get the, I just never <laughs> heard that before. That's funny. Um, What's funny is we're opposite. Kendra and I like reach for the check. Like we want to pay. Yeah, I know. I love people like you. Yeah. That's why we don't go out. Because <laughs> I'm a cheap motherfucker. So like it makes, you know, uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just was like, I, I took note of that. I was just like, damn, bro. He like double shit on it. Yeah, in he that, did. In that he? moment, you know. So anyways, the first chick they robbed, the one that was having the affair comes in with her man right and he's like holy shit the lady we robbed here and he's like he's like is she with the same guy and he's like no she's with somebody else he's like cool then that's her man he's like we're good she's not gonna say shit and he's like bullshit he's like she recognized me he's like will you chill the fuck out he's like everything is fine you're the only one freaking out and he's like let's go let's go he's like fine we'll fucking go just calm down calls the dude over to get the check and then he gives them the credit card, signs for everything, and they leave. He's like, he stops them right as soon as they go out the door, like two steps out the door. And he turns around, and he puts his fucking hand in his face. He's like, I don't like ending a fucking good meal before I've had my fucking dessert. 
he's like, you're being a fucking child. Like, you know, you need to grow the fuck up or whatever. Right. And he's like, I got fucking scared, man. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not used to this shit. And he's just like, he's like, well, you need to fucking get with it or like fuck off. Right. And, he, and that's when they talk about selling the stuff that he got or whatever. Cut back. So he's going to get all the stuff that he does. And then it cuts to him uh, getting that, getting that safe. Mm-hmm. It just shows him opening a safe and pulling out all this fucked up money, like yeah. old ass money. And uh, like, an oh, because the girl told her like, um, yeah, but you didn't get that yet. You didn't get that yet. No, I can't that. remember how it lays out. It, but. It's like I said, that's where it kind of threw me off. I'm like, what the fuck? What, where, how did, what's the scene? Like, what did, what did, what did he get yeah. the safe? Like, where's the safe from? Yeah. You know, like, yeah, he give like, that's the thing about Christopher Nolan. He gives you all the, like, the- I had to go back and make sure I didn't miss anything. I was just <laughs> like, bro, when the fuck was a safe mentioned? And it wasn't like, oh, okay. Okay. So he breaks open the safe and you see him taping all this fucking money to him. And the next thing you know, old boy creeps up in the shadows and he's got a hammer. Mm-hmm. He fucking hammers this dude. And uh, he freaks out, picks up the envelope, picks up the money, the hammer, dips the fuck out. Right. Cuts to him going back out with the blonde. And they're kind of flirting and having a good time. And he keeps mentioning the ex, like you said. And she gets pissed off and dips. And he's just like, what the fuck? You know? I don't blame her. So... <clears throat> Cuts back to him at his apartment. He's typing and all that shit. Well, he calls old boy, and then that's what he says. Hey, I got the stuff. I'm offensive. Um, I'll meet you wherever. So the dude hangs up the phone, and he's like, well, this was working out exactly how it planned. And it's you see him and her together. Mm-hmm. And she's like, are you sure this is how you want to do it? He's like, yeah, he's perfect. He's a fucking sap. It's going to line up for He's like. Well, you should have seen his apartment. It was so sad. Like He goes, I guarantee he bought a sheet that day. Because of what I said, or I bought, no, it was the a, uh, a mattress rug. Oh, that's what it was. Uh, yeah. The uh, the mat outside. Oh, he's, he's like he's he like, bought the mat just to put the key under. Right, just like I said he would. Um. So, do you know anybody that actually does that? What puts a key puts under? Puts key mat? just random places around the front door. Like nah. the first one they go into, it's up on the uh, the what is it called? The seat, the, the ledge. Uh, yeah, and the door then, frame. Yeah. And then the second one, it's under the mat. Or like a plant or a rock or some shit. Or not like a plant, but like a uh, like a potted plant. Mm-hmm. Or a, like a, a a rock. You know, everybody's got like a hide a rock or whatever. Yeah, They'll yeah, put yeah. it in the flower bed or whatever. Yeah, you got to be smarter than, than criminals. <laughs> well, most people like have you, like, like you now. Like they have those rings and shit. Oh, that's true. And that scares off most people. Right. Because, you know. Ours is like out of sight, so nobody ever sees it. So it's pretty that's, funny. It's good. Yeah. Well, you hope they don't. So if somebody is fucking stupid enough, they get caught. So um, the wife, whenever the ring goes off, she uh, she'll go through it and see what happened or whatever. Usually, it's nothing. One time, there was a guy that walked up to her house and tried to like open our door, like as if it wasn't locked, kind of thing. Like he knew who was in there and. You think maybe he just like got the wrong I think he got the wrong house, but it's super scary to see somebody just walk up to your house and try to open your door. Right. And obviously it was locked, so he couldn't get in. He stood out there for a second, looked around, and then walked off. 
I saw a TikTok the other day where a dude's just sitting in his car and some dude just hops in the back seat, fucked up. He's like, thanks, man. Thanks for getting here so quick, man. Take me to da 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 And he's like, bro, what, sorry. He's like, bro, what the fuck are you doing in my car? He's like, bro, I called you fucking Uber an hour ago, bro. Like, what the fuck? And he's like, dude, I'm not a fucking Uber. Get out of my fucking car. Like, and the, you know what I'm saying? Like, people just, you know what I mean? You don't know. You know, like, you would think. People have enough fucking sense, not just get in strangers' vehicles. Well, yeah, they had that that thing for the longest time. Like they told girls to always look in their back seat. I don't give a shit if I've been like somebody that I've known the longest. I will never go to your fucking house and just walk in, bro. Yeah, I will always knock, bro. You or have I'll, definitely walked into my house. Yeah, but I'll announce myself like, "Yo, you know," or whatever. Like oh, I'm man. not gonna just be like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Come in here and take a seat. And right. Start I'm not gonna just do yeah. without announcing yourself. Exactly. I'm not gonna just sneak in and start fucking. That's how you, you know, get shot. Exactly. No matter who you are. Exactly. And that's like I said. That's what's good about this movie is it builds that tension because it plays on them on the insecurities of like what we all feel. Right. You know. Like that's like the creepiest thing is like thinking somebody watched you or touched your shit while you weren't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And like she even mentioned when she was talking about because he keeps asking her about her, her getting robbed because he knows that they robbed her. Right. And she's just like, they took my underwear. She's like, that's so creepy. And he's just like, are you sure? And she's like, I'm positive. The sniffing of the underwear just like weirds me out. Like they were in her drawer just sniffing her fucking panties. I don't like that stereotype either because it's like we're all just fucking savage. I mean, know. we are, but we I don't, don't talk about it. But like you said, man, I'm, that's just not something I've ever. I mean, there might be somebody that that that's their thing, you know, but. <laughs> not kink shaming. Just yeah. saying. Yeah, if you're into sniffing panties, I'm not saying I'm just saying it's. To break into a stranger's house and go through their drawers, it's kind of weird. If a girl you know or you paid for their panties, like I'll that's even, your thing. I'll even drop another one on you that's going to blow your fucking mind, dude. What? Have you ever been gone and like had somebody house sit for you to like take care of your Yeah, my, my brother did, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, obviously your brother is not... He's not going to do this, but like if it was just a friend or, you know, a neighbor, somebody like that, like okay. you ever thought about like while you were gone, like they're already here feeding your dogs and shit. Like maybe not just take a look through your shit while they're there. Mm -hmm. See what kind of weird shit these people are into. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look for fucking dildos or, you know, whatever. Like, I mean, if you find them, so what? No, I'm just saying like, that's what I'm saying. Like some people would be like freaked out by that. Like, you know. Maybe. I mean, I, I would, I'm not the type of person, just like I'm sure you're not, you're not going to let a fucking stranger in your house to do that kind of shit. Right. If I am going to have somebody, it's going to be somebody that is like a family or whatever. I right. Because even if they shit. do go through your shit, they're not going to be like, I mean, who's going to go through somebody's stuff? If you do. I, I just feel like people's like curiosity, like friends, especially like they always want to know something that they ain't supposed to know. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's human nature. Like. I don't know. You get people could tell you as much as they want, but like everybody wants to know that one thing you don't want people to know. Right. And I think that's what this movie is kind of like. That's hinting literally at. what all this is about. It's yeah. like what people's like skeleton is. Like, mm -hmm. What's your one thing? Like he said, like everybody, he's like, why do you, why did you do that? Why did you put the draws in his pocket? Like, why did you put this out there? And that's why you take that and you wear it as like a shield mm. and no one can hurt you with it. Right. Kind of thing. Like, if they do find out, it's like, so what? You already knew. I told you. Right. If you live on the up and up, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot, of, you know, 
that's how I live my marriage. Like, I'm not keeping shit. Like, we talk. Mm-hmm. But it's it. not even them. It's with everybody. Right. Like, I have a thing that I tell everyone. I'm like, I just want you to know this is what I'm into. Right. So if you hear it, don't be weirded out or don't think you can use it against me. Right. Kind of thing. You know? I mean, yeah. I get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that. I mean, like I but said. But some people's skeletons are a lot darker than others. So you probably don't want people to know certain things well i, I feel it. like once you get to that point like if you're into some fucked up shit like that you're not you gonna know. let people know <laughs> i'm just saying like you're not gonna let people know because yeah. it would ruin you you know what i mean i guess that's what movies like uh i ain't watched it but my wife talks about how great it is that a series with jessica beale and she was kind of giving me like the breakdown of it and it's a true story like you can look it up online and stuff and she was like, I knew what was going to happen, but it was still just crazy to see it like go down like that. You're going to tell me what it's about? Oh, it's uh, it's like a, in the late 70s, early 80s uh, in Texas, this uh, really Christian woman, she's married and goes to church and she meets another uh, married man and, and wife and her husband's kind of like doesn't have any interest in her. Mm-hmm. So she reads all these like hot, like nasty romance novels and... <laughs> This is what my Don't wife told nasty, me. Well, I'm just, just saying, like, you know, for, for that time period, you know, that was yeah, all yeah, taboo. Yeah. Right. And she, like, read the, like, porn ones or whatever. Okay. So she, like, got this fantasy in her head that she wanted to have an affair. Well, the other guy at the church, you know, he was a really good-looking guy and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And anyways, she went and uh, pretty much sat down, like, a business deal with him. And she's like, look, I think we should have an affair, this and that. We can meet here and do this, pay half, all you that. just fucking lay it out there, huh? Yeah, well... Anyways, they start fucking around. Well, of course, she catches feelings. He wants it to end, and I'll let it up to you whether you want to keep watching. But like I said, you can I want to keep watching. What happens? Okay, well. I'm just fucking with you. Uh, <laughs> and leave it up to other people. But yeah. Um, but it's kind of like that thing that I was saying, like, you would like to think that a friend wouldn't fuck you up like that, but at the same time. You never know. You never know. And. Yeah. That's kind of what old boy was like. He was naivety is what mm-hmm. killed him because like cop played him through and through. Yeah. So to get back to all that, to go back to that. Um, so after she breaks, he breaks down the game plan to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see him rob the safe or whatever. Well, because he, he meets Cobb at the brick top at the roof. Well, before that Cobb talks to her and they're talking about the whole game plan thing. And he's like, did you sleep with her? Or did you sleep with him? Oh, yeah. She's like, yes. You told me to. He's like, I told you if you had to, to go ahead. But right. I didn't tell you to. Yeah. He's like, did you enjoy it? She's like, did you enjoy beating the shit out of him? That's what I was going to get to. Like, he goes yeah. to the roof to give him the money. And right. It's so disjointed. It's hard to keep it straight. Right. So and he beats the fucking shit out of him and then takes the gloves that he was using because he shows up with like some OJ gloves, like mm-hmm. some leather gloves. And he's like laughing at him. He's like, he's like, you can't do anything with those fucking things on. He's like, here. He puts like a, he's got these like rubber gloves, you know, keep them fingerprints away. Right. Um, it stuffs the pear down his fucking throat. Uh, he's like, here, you know, a little help into your new career. He's like, shoves it in there. Um, I feel like the dude should have kicked his ass that bad. That's what I was going to say is I think he did it out of jealousy because he slept with her. 
I think that's why he kind of like went a little well, bit raged out. A I was little. about to say that, and I mean, he already was fucking him over. So like, what's to beat his ass? You know what I mean? I guess, but it's like you slept with my woman. <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah. how I. That's what I felt. It was all about. Right. Like, even though he told her if you need to do it, but she went ahead and did it. Dude, I love. So like, he goes over there to like fucking confront her and she answers the door and he bitch smacks her as soon as he walks in <laughs> and I was just like did that just happen like he just fucking like not, a, not like he didn't reach back from Oklahoma but he just gave her like a bitch where's my money yeah like, he, he let her know what time it was yeah like hey 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 <laughs> <laughs> um and like the crazy thing was that she kind of responded to it which lets you know like where she's at mentally um and she's telling him everything he wants to hear and this and that. And he thinks he gets to the bottom of it. And uh he's like, I can get your I can get your photos, I can get the money and this and that. He's like, We could go away together or whatever. And uh Well this is after he saw the photos, because the photos he opened the photos. No, and, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Be yeah, because he sees the photos and that's when he gets mad because it's her when she's a brunette. And that's when he pieces it all together that they've been like setting him up. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she kind of gives him like half the plan, but right. not all of it. And uh, he cuts the cob going with her. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Because he still has some of the money. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He still had it on his arms and right. shit like that. So it cuts the cob and her, and he's like, did it work? And she's like, yeah. She's like, well, you didn't know this, but like, he showed up at a house to rob, and an old lady was murdered. And mm-hmm. it doesn't say whether he killed her or she was already dead or whatever, but I'm believing that he probably killed her. Um, and that's what uh, the young man. <laughs> the young man. I mean, we've been talking about this guy for like almost an hour. Well, he says his name is Bill. Is that what it is? Remember Bill? at the beginning, that's but, right. but it, I'm sure that's like a false alias. So yeah. he doesn't want to give him his real name, but yeah. let's call him Bill. Well, Cobb too. Yeah. Cobb and Bill. <laughs> so he's like, they're going to, he called her in there. He's like, they, they questioned me about this murder. He's like, she's like, well, they let you go. He's like, yeah, but they always let you go to get you later. He's like, I got to get the heat off me. He's like, she's like, well, did they see you? He's like, no, they didn't get a good seat at me. He goes, and he just got a haircut and a shave. So he looks a lot more like anybody else than me. So he making her think that they're setting him up mm-hmm. and then it cuts back to that. And he's like, so did you get the money? And she's like, he's like, yeah. And she's like, the old man told me to, uh, told me that you were getting a little bit too big for your britches, you know, a little too greedy, a little too fucking whining, you know? And, uh, says that you still got that rug in here that he murdered that dude with. Right. He goes, so he told me to be very specific in what to do. And then he picks up, the, he goes, is that hammer that he murdered the muscle that's still here? Yeah. And he takes, well, he didn't murder him cause he said that he's in the hospital. Oh, yeah, he's like that poor fuck that he put in the hospital. Well, right. like, this is when the detective's talking to him. Yeah, but yeah. He's like, you still got that bloody hammer. He goes, he told me to be very specific about what to do to you. And then he just starts fucking going to town. And just like the guy earlier in the movie, he breaks her fingers and then fucking puts it through her skull. Mm-hmm. So it cuts to the young man in police custody. Mm-hmm. And he's like trying to give him the story. Like, look, Cobb did this. It's him. It's that. All I did was rob people. And 
because like we have no investigation about a woman being murdered. So it's like he made up the old woman being murdered. Yep. He made up him being questioned. They set him up good and nice. And then he got rid of the blonde who was a witness and who they were tired of being blackmailed by mm-hmm. or like having to play ball with, you know, it was right, kind right. of back and forth. Um, and, uh, Cobb got off scot-free because he was the, he was the, he was the puppeteer, you know, he was the one working the strings. Mm-hmm. And that last, that last frame where it shows him in the crowd and then he kind of disappears. Oh yeah. And then it shows him one more time and then he disappears again. That little right there, that's like the most gangster shit of this movie. Because it gives you that like, well, okay, you he was like the big bad wolf like the whole fucking time. Right. Um, great way to end the movie. Because mm-hmm. like they fucking Kaiser Sosa'd that poor bastard. Yeah, they did. Couple things. Um. So Cobb, you know, sets up the young man. With this, like, showing him how he does things so it looks like him in future things. Did Cobb just do this beforehand? Is this, like, a, a extracurricular activity that he did? Or is he, like... <laughs> he was, like, a straight-on sociopath. You think so? He was that dude's, not like I said, not even his muscle, because he had muscle. He was that guy's, like, d- dirty work guy. Yeah, that's what I felt, too. He's cleanup man. That's what I call him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's the guy that if you need dis- evidence to disappear or a motherfucker to disappear, like, this is the guy you call. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need a beating. You need a bitch to make something happen. And that's the vibe I got off of what he was because the way he described him was like, hey, the old man. Like, so that either means that, like, that's somebody that he respects or that's his boss. Mm-hmm. And I just got the feeling like the way he dressed all that, like, I don't think he was really broke. Like, I think he was doing that for a means to an end. Like at one point he might've just been a fucking burglar. Yeah. But I think now he was just like an organized crime and it was a good way mm-hmm. to get the cops off of him. Maybe. That's the thing about it. You know, there's potential here that like, there could have been more to this story. Yeah. You know, another 20 minutes. Fuck. Who knows? Well, that's why we got Memento. That's true. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense too. Yeah. Um, rating. What, you, you, what do you, what do you want to know what it is on the par scale? You always go first. Yeah, that's true. I'm going, uh, seven, nine. No, no, seven, eight. <laughs> Got your ass. Got you, motherfucker. Yeah. You could have at least went 8-1. I thought about it. I thought about it, but um, it's one of those things that, like, I uh, I don't th- know if I would enjoy it as much the second time, just because I'm in on it now. It's, I watched it. So, what's funny is, um, I bought this, I didn't buy this movie. My brother bought it for me for Christmas. He bought me, like, a, a bunch of movies for Christmas, and I didn't know about this movie. He, like looked into my favorite directors because at the time never I never fucking heard of it so I uh he knew I was really into Christopher Nolan so he went out and bought me the criterion of this years ago I was like I didn't even know this movie existed and I watched it I remember really really like it because back in the day I was really into concepts mm-hmm. so this is right up my alley and um I really enjoyed it but I haven't watched it since but I knew that I, I remember the idea of it and 
watching it this time. I still enjoyed it, though. I'm not saying I wouldn't enjoy it, but that yeah. for me is why it wouldn't get an eight because I don't. I just don't feel like I would. I would. It, it would hit the same the second time. Around. It wouldn't because you would start picking apart the little things and you start exactly. thinking about it too much. And like me, I was like, this. There's too many coincidences for this to work, really. But it was better than a seven. Yeah. So that's why I went seven eight because it was it was almost an eight for me. But what's funny is like, I remember liking this movie. I gave it to you before I rewatched it, and I was like, I don't, rem- I don't know if Nick's gonna like it. Like, I don't remember it, but after rewatching it, I was like, I think Nick will dig this movie because it's basically a gangster movie. I thought, like, just thinking on it, like I said, when I watched it and after I got done with it, I just like all of it kind of hit me at once, and I was just like, you know, I can't believe this is this guy's first fucking try at it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's well, very fucking well made, yeah, yeah. and then you, I didn't, he had no idea, but I knew it couldn't have cost a lot. But I had no idea. Six grand, bro. Fucking clerks cost ten. You know no, what I mean? clerks cost twenty six thousand. Oh, okay. Well, either way, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and like, it was a fucking convenience store. Yeah. Um, but that's because Christopher Nolan did pretty much everything himself. Oh yeah, it's like he wrote it, he shot that. it, yeah. like he had one camera and shot it, and uh, everything. But like I said, I got super inspired. Mm-hmm. I said, damn, man, like you could do it. We could do it. And with the technology, it doesn't have to be black and white. So I'm saying we could we could make a movie like this. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously, you know, it would take a lot to get a good story, but it took him a year to make this movie. I just feel like it proved that you don't have to have a huge like action movie or something like it doesn't have to be a CGI fest for you to have good to make a good movie. Right. And, and that's uh, how I felt about Pi, too, because that was Darren Aronofsky's first film. They, these two feel very similar. Yeah. And uh, his didn't cost much to make at all, either. I don't know. Pi just kind of was, like, I don't know. The eccentricity, it's, it was hard to care about the character, because I just kept thinking the whole time, like, this dude's fucking insane. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's already gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, that's how, and I didn't even know that math could do that to you. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's that descent into madness kind of thing, like not yeah. letting shit go and just letting it consume you. Well, it's kind of like, uh, that's what I like. I think that's why I like the number 23 so much because, like, he was seeing that number so much, just like he was in that. I mean, that's really what number 23 is, is like. Yeah, it's a shittier version of Pi. I mean, Jim Carrey killed that shit. Right into the ground. Oh, man, I like Jim Carrey. <laughs> I give this uh, a recommended, like, if you like Christopher Nolan, you've probably heard of this movie. But if not, definitely check it out. I will say it was like this. It was it was much more pleasant surprise. Like, I like I enjoyed it way more than I thought I would. Yeah, because I, I remember in. saying something before and you're like, please don't ruin. Christopher don't, Nolan, yeah. Yeah, don't ruin yeah. him for me. Exactly. And like. <laughs> It was kind of like how it was with the Coen Brothers with, with Blood Simple. Like, I just, I went in with no expectations and it turned out to be really well made. Like, that's why, good, good that's, movie. that's why I kind of wanted to do this segment, yeah. like, of these lesser known by great directors because everyone praises their great films, but they're better, like, they're, uh, their first couple of films, like people don't talk about much, but they're still really good. Like I love Blood Simple. I love Blood Simple to death. And I really like following. Well, my wife asked me before she left for work today, she was like, she's like, how was the movie you watched? I was like, it was good. It was actually really good. And she was like, she was like, it was a great pick. I was like, yeah. She was like, huh. She's like, what was it? I was like, it's called following. I was like, it's Christopher Nolan's first movie. And she's like, oh, I was like, wow. She's like, cool. And then she left, but, uh, 
you know, always when you pick, she doesn't know the movies. Yeah. Because, you know, my wife doesn't watch shit like that. But uh, <laughs> honestly, like, my wife don't even really give a fuck about movies anymore. And it's really? so weird, too, because me and her used to go see movies every fucking week when we first started dating and shit. And I mean, like, with big stuff, she'll still go see with me. Like, we saw Endgame together, you know, but she wasn't as emotionally invested in that shit like I was, you know. Right. Like, we saw, uh, we all, we both took B-Man to see, uh, Spider-Man and shit mm-hmm. like that. So that was cool. And, you know, like big stuff like that. We went and saw Sonic 2 together the other day, you know, so she'll go, but. So she'll go to the movies, but she won't like sit at the house and watch like. I couldn't tell you the last time we sat and, and it's not even like she won't do it. It's just like one of us always falls asleep. That's true. Like yeah. almost immediately. Yeah. Yeah. The wife has a, uh, a 15 minute window. She'll, I'm like, do you want to watch this with me? She's like, I'll give you 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. She's like, if I don't like it, though, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go do something else. I'm like, that's fair. You're giving it a shot. Right. I can't force you to stay and watch a movie you don't want to watch. So we have that little thing going on. But I said, like, other than she has her TV shows that she loves and that's like her thing now. Like yeah. she'll she goes way more for the series and the Netflix and she'll, she likes stuff like that more. than. There's she a lot of movies. TV out there, too, now. I mean, it's very true. And I mean, with HBO Max and stuff, like there's so many series that are like movies. They're really well. Like I tell you, man, I know you're not, you're kind of over the superhero thing, but Moon Knight was really good, dude. I believe it. Um, I've always respected Oscar Isaac as an actor, but I've never really liked a lot of the shit he's been in, but he fucking killed it in this. Like it was like, he was mint. Maybe I'll get around to it. I just have a lot of shows that I'm on. I'm Ozark. I know I need to get on it. Don't you haven't me. started Don't. it? No, I'm like halfway through the first part. Wait. So the one that aired earlier this year? Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. I'm on the second part. I'm yeah. in the middle of the second part. Don't tell me shit. I'm not telling you anything, but fuck. Um, yeah, I know. I got to get up on that. <laughs> well, me and my wife, it's like one of, our, one of our only shows we still watch together. Yeah. So I'm like trying to be respectful to that at the same time, but like neither one of us ever fucking sit down together to do it. So mm-hmm. I'm off this week. We're definitely going to have to probably knock out. <laughs> We're going to have to binge it at least one night. Yeah, you definitely know, get on the second part. At least right. can I dare, dare I say this might be better than breaking bad Wow, or close to it. That like on a, par. That's a bold statement. Yeah. I like that on par. <laughs> I should get that on a shirt. I like yours. You were going to, if you ever do a podcast, you said you were going to call it up to par. Yeah, I am doing that. I like that, but I also like par for the course. Par for the course. I like that too. Yeah. But up to par is like clean as fuck. Yeah. I would like, that's how I do my intro. I'd like slow it down like Gucci man. Mm-hmm. Like I'd make it cool <laughs> shit. I'm balling like an athlete, but got no jumper. <laughs> so there's a chance we might be doing there's going to be somebody on the podcast maybe hopefully if hopefully. he gets back to us yeah he knows who he is he's so famous he ain't got time so for we might the be doing people. that movie which you don't know about but i'll let you know when i know i thought you told me it was true, true romance yeah. no you know ch- he's gonna want to man. we changed it you changed it on me we changed it oh shit all right well cape I'll fear oh wow I haven't seen that in years. Yeah. I own it though. Oh, do you? Yeah. I was wondering that. I bought it like actually like a month ago. It's weird. <laughs> That's pretty that. funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if he comes on the next episode will be Cape Fear. But if not, 
Did you have something laid out for me? You know, I, I brought me a, my latest I haul. I see, and you had a stack of movies. Yeah, It was like the first time haul. you brought your haul over. I know. Well, it's first time in a while. I was going to do a TikTok after we wrap this. Yeah. Yeah. Because I like doing them in here, man. Because, like, I tell people all the time, like, on our on the TikTok for War with Cinema, I always <laughs> say, like, hey, you know, watch this episode and stuff. Like, but nobody ever sees me. You know, that's why I like making them here because, like, you see a microphone, you see a headphone, you're here. <laughs> so it makes it seem like it's an actual podcast. I get it. Like, there's like this fucking guy's not on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, just to keep you updated, we're up to 73 followers on TikTok. So no movie giveaway yet. Fuck, man. Y'all tighten me up, man. Get me to a fucking hundred. I'm trying to give y'all a movie. All right? <laughs> Don't make me an asshole. Fucking your, give me to a hundred. Your haul is a lot bigger than mine. Can I just go ahead and say mine real quick? Yeah, go for it, bro. So I bought a movie. I finally like pulled the trigger on it. It came out recently. That's crazy because I own most Bruce Willis movies and I don't. You don't own 12 Monkeys? I don't think I do. So Arrow did a 4K release of 12 Monkeys and I just had to get the motherfucker. I love, love, love 12 Monkeys. Brad Pitt is amazing in this. It was one of those that uh, I saw when I was younger Mm -hmm. and fucking didn't understand it. Never went back. My dad watched. So do you you haven't seen this since you were a kid or? Nope. Nope. Oh, we might have to do it on the yeah, podcast. I figured you were going to say some shit like that. <laughs> but I just remember it being super weird. It is super weird. Yeah, because yeah, uh, Bruce Willis goes back in time and ends up in an instant uh, insane asylum. Mental institution, excuse me. Wow. I remember that part. Yeah. Brad. And then he's trying to get out. Like, yeah. could I you remember. imagine going back in time and fucking... I remember Brad Pitt just like throwing. He's crazy. But anyway, that's my little haul. So that's cool. Let's go through your. Uh, I did the mini review on TikTok of the Hitman's wife's bodyguard. Well, I got the first one, the Hitman's bodyguard. Yeah. Is that any good? I didn't watch it. I love this one. This one's actually really funny. They're back and forth. It's, Mm -hmm. It's really good. Um. Gary Oldman plays the bad guy while I think he was a little bit wasted. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's it's, a travesty it's, to waste Gary Oldman. It's still, it's still good. Uh, good enough. Um, I got Spectre, which I have all the James Bond, Daniel Craig's on Blu-ray now. And we were just talking about it because the podcast you were on, you were like, it's so surprising that that guy has never seen a James Bond movie, but neither have I. I know. I thought about, I thought about giving you a movie out of the stack for our next I movie. hope it's not James Bond well if I was going to I wouldn't start you off on the fucking next to last one there's only <laughs> been one after this and I haven't even seen it um, but anyways I got both these blu-rays a dollar a piece oh yeah um, I got Rogue One on blu-ray in the package yes I actually have that on blu-ray too well that's because I bought this at five below oh I see yeah this was four dollars at five below so Hell yeah and it's like one of the only Star Wars movies I don't own. So I was like, why not buy it? That's pretty boring. I liked Rogue One. Shit, that fucking 30 seconds of Vader saved it for me, man. <laughs> um, now we're breaking into the normal, the 50 cents. <laughs> the uh, DVD. This movie, I have no fucking idea what it is. How, oh, I'm excited. I love when you say that. How shitty, how good it is, we don't know. Um, Air America. Let me see it. Starring Mel Gibson. And babyface Robert Downey Jr. Why do you? Oh my! Why is that a thing? Because it was fucking. This one may not even been fifty cent. It might have been a quarter, honestly. Air America. Because that's I can't see myself spending over fifty cent on a movie like this. But I said, dude, like, 
Iron Man and fucking Braveheart? When, when would this when would this have came out? I have like, to be honest, I don't think I've seen Robert Downey Jr. before Iron Man. And if I did, I don't remember it. You did, but you saw it after Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Right. That's right before he became Iron Man. I see. But uh, but I mean, like, before his Oh, I've, I've just got a couple movies, um, like Falling Down, or not uh, oh. not Falling Down, uh, Less Than Zero. Oh, okay. Less Than Zero. I've never seen that. Oh, dude, I mean, he's playing himself. He's just like a fucking junkie in that one. <laughs> uh, back to School with uh, Rodney... Uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. He's in that. He plays uh, Johnny B. Good with Michael C. Hall, Michael Anthony Hall. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, He plays his best friend in that. So like I said, he had played like small parts and then I think he was like a bully in a movie. I remember. Um, But anyways, so like I said, 50 cent, I just fucking threw it at that. Here's what I was super excited about because I don't see this on DVD a lot. Ventures in Babysitting. (laughs) <laughs> I actually really I was about to say movie. who doesn't love this fucking yeah. movie this is this stall I haven't seen it since I was a kid but I remember watching that a lot that in the uh the babysitter's dead yeah I just saw I was saying I think I bought that the other day uh, <laughs> or I saw it out there I didn't or know don't tell it. mom the babysitter's dead I told you I've been working on getting this whole thing it's the uh do you get another one Mr. Brown baby I'm kind of excited for you in this little dude I only have three more to go <laughs> I got to get uh, Mr. Orange. I thought I had Mr. White, but I went to my dad's house. It's gone. I don't know what the fuck happened to it. I might check my sister's house. Um, but I got Mr. Blonde, Mr. Pink, and I got Mr. Brown. Nice. I got to get orange, blue, and white. I'm glad you showed me one so I can actually see it now because you told me about it, but I didn't know about them. 50 Cent, bro. Yeah. And look at it, dude. It's got a little booklet. And it's got his best quotes from the movie. Yeah. Mr. Brown sounds like Mr. Shit. <laughs> That's one of his quotes written in here. That's super know. cool. I thought it was cool that they did these for like the 10 year yeah. anniversary. Because I remember these used to be like fucking big money. Oh, 100%. This I thought was a fucking hella steal at 50 Cent E.T. special edition. Like fucking quadruple disc edition. Probably 16 hours of bonus footage and shit. That's so unnecessary. But I love the little window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like a cool said, ass like special edition, but I'm just not the biggest E.T. fan. Spielberg. I'm not the biggest Spielberg fan. I so. do. I like Spielberg. Yeah. It's nostalgia. And I got the same Dragon Ball Super era that you got. It's I didn't la- get that. You didn't buy that at no. a resale? Nope. Fucking fun fact, dude. Didn't get it at Resale America. <laughs> got it out of the flea market, bro. A guy had a box of these bitches he really? unopened, just like there. And I got this one for 50 cent, not a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> undercut the undercut, bro. Right. And last but not least, your movie, Falling. Oh, cool. Following, sorry. Like I said, Sleeper, Sleeper Hidden Gem, mm-hmm. seven, eight all day, guys. I'm glad you liked it. Go check it out. Yeah. It was a pleasant surprise, like I said. I kind of like the 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 first director thing you've been going on lately. I mean, it's just lesser known because they're not all their first movies. It's just well, you know, lesser I mean. known. Because, like I said, Cape Fear is not Martin Scorsese's first movie, but it's definitely a under talked about movie. No, but we've done it too. Mean mm-hmm. Streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did it. Oh, I think a lot of people talk about Mean Streets because it's well now you know all that because he is what he is. He is who he is. But right. Um. Is my movie in there? Is it E.T.? I don't want to do E.T. No, I'm not going to do E.T. I'm not going to make you do E.T. We can do Reservoir Dogs. 
I was thinking Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> I just don't want to. Br- I, I keep wanting to go back to a comedy, bro. But like, I just love gangster movies so yeah. fucking much, bro. And it gives me a reason to watch it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. We're going to do. I have Reservoir Dogs. Oh, I have do you? the Blu-ray. Oh, we'll give it here. But then. this is. No, I want to hold on to this. No, man. Because this could come up missing. <laughs> No, I think I swear no, I, I gave it back to you. I don't know what happened to the brown. I gave it back to you, man. That is super cool. It's just a sleeve, right? I think they're all with all of them on the front. That's the, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just a sleeve. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you could just buy the sleeves. What if you, for your birthday I bought you all the sleeves? Well, that would be a waste because I, you know me, bro. I like to get them in the wild. I know. It is cool that you actually found one. Like I found three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had none of them. Well, this is a new one. Actually, I think what it was is I think I had it, but I think it didn't have the slips. You know what? That's probably my Mr. White. Mm. That's probably what it is. You lost the slip. Yeah, or it got destroyed along the way. Probably. Uh, When Brody was a kid, he was a fucking menace with DVDs. (laughs) He, like, made it a mission in life. Yeah. Um, He used my first Wii, Nintendo Wii, as a fucking piggy bank. I picked that bitch up one day and had like a dollar seventy five and that shit just kids are know. savages. They are, dude. You learn, you yeah. learn, you know. But uh, yeah. So, so. so next week at the, it's either going to be Cape Fear with our Mick, buddy Mick yep. Sawyer, or it's going to be Reservoir Dogs. Call us back, Hollywood. Yeah, we're trying right. to get this in the book. We're trying to get it on the books. <laughs> Have our people talk to your people, right? And if not, hey, you know, I love talking about Reservoir Dogs. I'm down for it, so. Is this our second or third Tarantino movie? Um, I know we did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think it's just our second. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. Um, Which it which it will be cool because I'm following it up with one of his other movies that I don't want to talk about right now. All right. I mean, I guess we mentioned it, True Romance, but it changed to Cape Fear. Well, he didn't direct it. He wrote it. Yeah, but it's still a Quentin Tarantino movie. It feels like a Tarantino movie. And it's not talked about enough. So I, I want it. to do it on the podcast. Um, are we still going to talk about uh, Unbearable Weight or you want to wrap it up? Uh, we've been going quite a while, so right, I think fine. we'll just wrap it up. Okay. But uh, Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> See y'all later. <laughs> Until then. <laughs>